Hello everyone, my name is Brennan Warren, that noise hearings by ventilator. And welcome to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. Today, I'd like to give you my reasons why I would like Chris Taylor to write a sequel to How Star Wars Conquered the Universe. Now, I have talked ad nauseum about how amazing his book is. How Star Wars Conquered the Universe is a book I think that every Star Wars fan should read. And even fans of the history of cinema should read. Now, Star Wars fans know a lot about the behind the scenes of Star Wars. Like myself, or at least we think we know. How Star Wars Conquered the Universe served as a, I don't want to say expose, but an explanation of many of the things that we believed were true about the making of Star Wars. It also clarifies misconceptions and other details that will come as actually a bit of a shock to fans who think they know the making of Star Wars in and out. It also sheds light on things that were that have never been mentioned in making of documentaries or other uh, behind-the-scenes material. So I cannot recommend the book enough. Now, Chris Taylor began writing the book when Disney purchased Lucasfilm. That, of course, was seven years ago. And with the new Star Wars films, the sequel saga, we'll call it, there is so much that he could tell. Now, of course, if you were to write a sequel, it would probably be after uh, The Rise of Skywalker. But of course, with other Star Wars films coming, maybe it would be better to wait until those are out. But that would be a long wait for us fans. Now, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes details on the new movies that I would like explained in further detail. There's a lot of things kept under wraps, or a lot of things that are a bit mysterious and murky that I think would be great to shed some light on. Now, you could argue that how Star Wars Crimson Universe is a bit of an expose. But obviously it is written by a fan, written by someone who loves Star Wars, and not written by someone who's just trying to tear down George Lucas. But it does expose some things that were like, oh wow, I didn't know about that. Uh, some of the details about why David Prowse, the actor who played Darth Vader in the suit, is uh, uh, 
not allowed to attend Star Wars conventions. Uh, the book explains things like that in further detail. Now, what could we talk about in a sequel? Well, there's a lot that you can talk about. First of all, you could go into detail about the fan reaction to learning that Disney now owned Lucasfilm. Some of you may recall that some loud voices on the internet were complaining that Disney was going to make Star Wars too cute. So right off the bat, there were people already getting a little upset. But of course, it's it's the age of the internet, it's the age of social media. That is the reaction that you would expect. And it happens all the time. But then you get into some interesting fan discussions about which of the original actors would be returning. You know, I heard a lot of people who were very skeptical that they could ever get Harrison Ford to come back. It would be interesting for a book to talk about that. What did it take to get Harrison Ford to come back? Or, you know, how did they go about hiring the original actors? Details like Peter Mayhew, the late, the late Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca, had to get knee surgery, major knee surgery, just so he could walk in the Chewbacca scene. And details like that. But then you get to the movies themselves. First off, you could talk about when Disney reclassified the expanded universe into what is called Star Wars Legends. Basically, a retcon, you could call it a retcon, but a reboot of the canon, a reboot of the official storyline of Star Wars. Uh, you could talk about the cast. When they were announced, you know, Daisy Ridley, no one knew who she was. She had been on, like, two British TV shows that were not very popular, as far as I know. Not that they were, not that they were unpopular, they just weren't big hits. I, I mean, I have no idea who she was. I didn't know who John Boyega was. You know, a lot of these actors I, I had never heard of. Um, to talk about the casting, talk about the reactions to that, and also the diverse casting of like John Boyega and people's reaction to the teaser trailer with Kylo Ren's cross-guard lightsaber and seeing Finn in Stormtrooper Armor. But then you could jump to the actual making of The Force Awakens. But apparently, from what I've heard, there was a bit of tension at first, between Daisy Ridley and J.J. Abrams. Uh, because he was not impressed at first with her acting when they were filming. You know, I, I, I wouldn't want to get, you know, too... Uh, I wouldn't want it to turn into anything insulting. 
but it would be interesting to know more about that. Uh, to know a bit more about the script drama, where Michael Arndt had been hired to write the script for The Force Awakens, but I guess his script was rejected. But he's still one of the credited story writers, uh, screenplay writers, in the movie's credits, so I think they probably kept a lot of his ideas. And then having Lawrence Kasdan, the author of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, returned to write The Force Awakens with J.J. You could even delve into George Lucas's original plans. George wrote some drafts, or some, like, outlines of what he thought the story should be about. Uh, Disney did not use those, according to George. Uh, you know, there were questions at first about how much creative control was George Lucas going to have. And the answer, or at least we assume it is, is none at the moment, but maybe there's more to that story. It would be interesting for a sequel book to discuss what did George Lucas write? What were his ideas? Um, he's talked about it a little bit. He was going to explore more about the midi-chlorians, which um, might not have been pleasing to a lot of fans. Uh, but nonetheless, it would be interesting to know what his ideas were. Since he is the one who created this universe to begin with. Uh, then we jump to Rogue One. Where Gareth Edwards, the director of Rogue One, is basically fired at the end of principal photography. Uh, Tony Gilroy was brought in to rework the ending of the movie, do some reshoots, some major editing overhauls. Which is why, in the trailers for Rogue One, you see a lot of stuff that did not appear in the movie, because they basically had to re-edit it at the end of production, and basically changed a lot of the movie. Including deciding to kill all the characters at the end. Including adding the Darth Vader hallway fight sequence. Um, all kinds of things that went on behind the scenes there. Uh, you know, to talk, of course, about the reactions to The Last Jedi, talking about the return of, of Luke Skywalker and Elmer Campbell, felt at, at felt at first about his part in the movie. It is very ironic. Harrison Ford got the characterization he always wanted in The Force Awakens. Mark Hamill did not. Now Ford was pleased with his role, Hamill was not pleased with his role, you know. It's a very interesting dichotomy that they were so willing to give Harrison Ford what he wanted, but not necessarily give Mark Hamill what he wanted. But Mark Hamill has come to love the movie. Let's not make any bones about that. Um, and then, of course, talking about the financial failure, unfortunately, in Solo, and things like that. It would be so interesting 
for Chris Taylor to write a sequel that explores all the ins and outs of the making and behind the scenes of these movies because it's a, it's a quite dramatic story if you think about it. Uh, there's really a lot going on that would be very interesting to find out more about. To get kind of an inside scoop, if you will. There's so many things that could be explored. I really hope that he writes a sequel. So I'm going to say it again. If you want to know more, please read How Stormers Conquered the Universe by Chris Taylor. It is a fascinating read that doesn't just cover Star Wars. It covers George Lucas's early career. It covers some of the people that he worked with. It covers so many things that are just fascinating. And I would highly recommend the book, and I really hope that Chris Taylor will grace us with a sequel. So those are my thoughts on why there should be a sequel Tell Star Wars Conquer the Universe. My name is Brendan Mar, that knows you as my ventilator, and thank you for tuning in to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.